Metu Netter, Volume 3, The Key to Miracles, beginning on Chapter 3, The Pout Neteru, The Tree of Life, The Attributes of God and of Man. In the preceding chapter, we saw that the major spiritual scriptures of the world put forth the claim that man is made in the likeness of God. Common sense tells us that a statement to the effect that one thing is like another must be supported by the knowledge of concrete details of the attributes that describe both things. Where I too claim that Hitler and Gandhi are alike, you could easily refute me by a detailed account of their lives and personalities. Thus the claim that man is made in the likeness of God must be proven by detailed account of God's and man's attributes. Failure to do so will make the claim devoid of any practical value, which is the basis of the fundamental weakness of most religions in spite of their lawfully teachings. Let's turn thus to a detailed account of God's and man's being. There is a great consensus that God is the creator of the universe, that God hears and responds to man's prayers and actions, that God assists and punishes man, that God is active in the world. These notions beg only a few pertinent questions. How does God create and act in the world? Are these things done through one faculty or many faculties? These questions have been answered in the same way in all cultures. God creates through a multiplicity of faculties. And the chief creative tool is the word. These divine faculties are known by different names in the various cultures. They are called deities, demigods, angels, orishas, devas, spirits, beni, elohim, elohim, etc., the various cultures do not agree, however, in their understanding of these faculties. These differences have led to a great deal of confusion and mischief in the world, and worst of all, in the failure of man to understand God in his or her being. Our understanding of the world shows that the events in nature are carried out by a multiplicity of agents working in unity with each other. There can be no other conclusion, therefore, that God acts through a multiplicity of faculties, call them angels, deities, demigods, whatever, in creating and administering the world. The same is true in man in all the departments of nature, and even in the artificial creations of man, as above, so below. Earlier, it was shown that not every aspect of man's being represented her or his self. We must therefore distinguish between the attributes of man that represents the essence of his or her nature and what attributes do not. Failure to do so will lead in an effort to show how God and man are the likeness of each other to assign afflictions of man such as anger, jealousy, vengeance, etc., to God. In fact, the work must begin with the study of the attributes making up God's being and next to locate them in man. The earliest record in history of this knowledge to be found in the book of knowing the transformations of Ra and the overthrowing Apep. 
It sets forth, forth the pet pout neteru tree of life of the divine college of Anu. The pout neteru tree of life of Anu, the book of knowing the manifestations of Ra, the various faculties of God are the faculties transformed out of Ra, the Holy Spirit. And the overthrowing a pep. A pep is evil that is transcended through knowing the details of how man is like God. The words of Neber Titcher, the supreme being, which he spoke after he came into existence. I am he who came into being as the creator. Many were the things from which many were the things which came forth from my mouth reference to the word as the chief tool of creativity for god and for man i enlightened my will and laid a foundation in the law ma and thus made all attributes law is the basis of all creation i was alone monotheism alluded to a thousand years before the akhenaton and moses I became God from one God's three that in from out of myself were raised up Shu and Tefnut in the unmanifested, undifferentiated realm. Shu and Tefnut gave birth to Seb, earth, and Nut, heaven. Seb and Nut gave birth to Ausar, Heru, Kent, and Maati, Set, Auset, and Nehebhet. The supreme being God, one emanates the gods out of itself. Note, however, that it is in Western scholars that call these divine faculties gods. Their counterpart in Judaism and Christianity are called archangels, a neat trick to characterize the Egyptians as polytheists and, themthel- and themselves as monotheists. The record speaks for itself. Another version of the book states the following. The words of the Nebuchadnezzar, the supreme being, which he spoke after he came into manifestation. I am he who came into being as the creator I produced my being from primeval matter. My name is Ausari. I brought my name into my mouth that is a word of power. The text goes on to differentiate the nominal name of the Godhead from the word of power Ausaris that represents its active and creative nature that acts through empowered words. I, even I, came into existence in the form of things which came into existence, coming into existence in multitude of forms. Here is given the purpose of creation. Alone, the one God has no one and nothing to interact with. It has to create out of its energy matter, Ra, the infinitude of things into which it projects its consciousness and will in order to have experience. The text 
goes on to say that Ausar Haru Khent M. Maati Set Auset and Nehebet Het go on to create their children who create manifold beings on earth. They must invoke the name of God to overthrow their enemies. The latter five mentioned divine principles are said to create words of power for the overthrow of Apep, that God one became through emanation from itself. God's three, then five, and finally ten is a dynamic way of showing that all ten divine principles are aspects of the one a unity monotheism. We must now turn our attention to the role that each netter of the pauti sphere of the tree of life as referred to in the Kabbalah plays in the process of progressing from a oneness within which is the seed of multiplicity and the multiplicity within which is unity the world the one verse the world is composed of infinitude of separate existences with an underlying unity hence it is a universe their unity consists in the fact that they are all interdependent with each other or to the whole they are all parts of one being the netaru the divine faculties that emanated from the godhead represent the step-by-step process of differentiation from oneness yet preserving the unity is achieved at each downward step differentiation increases while unification decreases from the Godhead, Autum slash Ausars is emanated two agents, Shu, which is the root source of the unification, and Tefnut, which is the root source of differentiation. They are opposite polarities of the fundamental principle of manifestation, and with the Godhead make up the primordial trinity of being that is the foundation of the unmanifested law that governs all creation ma this is to say that all laws are basically descriptions of the dual components of a unit and every unit is composed of an indivisible duality of opposites that are rendered complementaries by the whole that unites them therefore there are three Therefore, the three are one, and the two opposites are inseparable parts of the whole. This is the true meaning of the word individual and indivisible duality. For example, energy is the whole that is made up of the relationship of the interdependent opposite mass and movement at the speed of light squared. And if light is the fastest moving thing that can be measured, then we have never witnessed energy directly, haven't we? Only the effects it produces in mass. Creation has not yet begun. What we have is the establishment of the faculties that are responsible for the laws that govern the world. All units are essentially composed of a trinity, two polarities, complementary opposites that make up a trinity when added to the unit that they belong to. 
The next step is the first act of creation. It follows the fundamental principle of dualization by the emanation of the two planes of the world, nut, the realm of mental energy matter. If you can see and hear your thoughts, are they not formed of some modality of energy and matter? Now you know where heaven is and what it is. The other polarity is Jeb, the realm of physical energy matter. The realm of physical energy matter. Quarks, gulons, electrons, and whatever else that can be perceived through the physical senses and their artificial extensions. The two types of energy matter, mental and physical, are indivisible polarities of a whole, the world. One cannot exist without the other. Their activities are inherently reciprocal. Within these two realms of energy matter and by their interaction are created the five mental faculties through which the Godhead creates and administrates the world. Ausar, the Godhead, a tomb slash Ausars, projects itself into the mental realm through the spiritual faculty Ausar. This is the residence of the universal consciousness and will of God in the world. Its function is to establish and maintain the unity of all the mental activities that are in charge of creating and administering the world. It is the unifier and harmonizer of the inner shaping forces of the world. Heru Kent M. Maati, it is the mental faculty through which unity and harmony is maintained in the physical realm. It is the unifier and harmonizer of the outer shaping forces of the world. Set. It represents the mental activities that promote differentiation, the creation of the attributes that differentiate things and events from each other. Nebet Het. It represents the mental activities that promote similarity and resemblance among things and events. It is diametrically opposed to set. Auset. It is the mental fac- function that enables the other four faculties to work together and with them creates the soul's mental energy matter vehicle of things. These serve as the matrices of physical forms. It is important to note that the faculties Ausar, Heru Khet, Set, Auset, and Nebet Het are composed of heavenly, mental, and earthly nut and Jeb, respectively, attributes. This is an extremely important fact. Mind and physical forces, psychic and psychological, are opposite polarities of the same active principle of manifestation. There is no need for doing something special for thought to affect physical force, that is, circumstances. It just needs to be concentrated and to be based on divine law. Then there's a diagram on page 82 that has... 
three circles it's an illustration of what we just read so outsiders in the center the next uh, circular circle around that is Heru Kehent Neheb Het Auset and Set the circle on the next outer sphere is Jeb and then the following is Nut on page 83 there is another extended illustration of what we just read the Pout Netter Tree of Life of Anu, the Supreme Being. Page 84, Other Trees. Given that the tree of life is nothing more than a tool for representing the organizational structure of natural things, we should not be surprised to find many pouti or trees of life in Egypt. Throughout the pyramid scriptures, mention is made of nine Neturu, of which Ra is the chief, there are the nine Neturu of Heru. There is mention of a double nine Neturu tree, the eighteen Neturu, and a triple nine Neturu Pauti. The twenty-seven Neturu mention is made of the great Pauti and the little Pautis, and so on. The little Pauti contains. 11 Neturu. And here ends the reading in the middle of page 84, chapter 3. The Pout Neturu, the 